0: So we live in a world full of all types of different things. You open your eyes and you look around and you see all types of different things. You see different people and among all the people you meet they're all different. No, no two people look the same. Certainly don't think the same. And all the different animals. Think about all the different species of animals, and all the different types of plants, and all the inanimate objects. It's a busy world, and that's just down here on the face of the earth. Go look out at the night sky sometime and just fathom everything that's going on out there. How complex and vast Everything is. And yet, Shema Yisrael HaShem HaLeKeno HaShem Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. The Lord is one. The Lord is one doesn't mean there's one God. That we know from the second of the Ten Commandments. You should have no other gods. We know there's one deity. The Lord is one means oneness. Like the Baal Shem Tov said, "Alts is Gott and Got is Alts. Everything is God, and God is everything. But then, then we have another problem. How do we understand that God is everything, and everything is God? God is one, and one is doesn't mean many things put together. One means one. God isn't a composite of all the different things. If you take everything in the universe and you put it all together, conglomerate it, that's not God. God's not a composite. God is one. Oneness, simple oneness. Pure oneness. Okay, so then maybe we start thinking all the multiplicity, the diversity, all this different... These, this, this stuff all around us. Maybe, maybe it's an illusion. Maybe life is but a butterfly's dream. It's just an illusion. And yet the Torah tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's real. God created the heavens and the earth. So we can't write it off as an illusion. However, what we can do is identify a delusion. Delusion. The existence of all this different stuff is real, but the nature of that existence is the subject of delusion for many of us. We buy into the idea that all this separate stuff is truly separate, and we fail to see how it's all one. It's all one. There is only one. What did the kabbalist ask the hot dog vendor? Can you make me one with everything? <laughs> what did the hot dog vendor say to the kabbalist? That'll be 250. <laughs> By the way, that line's not funny at all. It always gets a bigger laugh than the real punchline. What did the Kabbalists say back? He says, I only have a $5 bill, can you give me change? What did the hot dog vendor say? Change must come from you. (laughs) He was a very deep hot dog vendor. I think he was a philosophy major, as are 90% of all hot dog vendors. You know, 67.3% of all statistics cited by rabbis in talks are made up on the spot. (laughs) So how are we supposed to understand this, all this different stuff? We have the blue, we have the red, the green, the blue, the red, the green. These are just symbols. This is just to represent the diversity, the multiplicity of it all. This world that's got cars and people and trees and clouds, and yet it's all one. How are we supposed to understand that? So he- here's one way of understanding it is y- y- you have oh, you have your blue, and you have your red. Chris, you getting this? Yeah. And you have your green. And that's one way to look at reality. But another way to see it is that really it's all pure, clear water. The water's one color, colorless, and it's just the the colors of jars that change. So, you know, you go through life and you think that there's all different colored water and really there's one perfectly colorless water, one perfect simple energy that pulses through all reality and it's just the different containers, just the different jars are the... So, you know, you see the people and the trees and the clouds and the cars Those aren't different energies. It's one energy. They're different jars. So, you know, the the tree is a jar, the cloud is a jar, the car is a jar. Well, the car is a jar. You should shut the door. But they're just different colored jars. By the way, I should just mention, these demonstrations, they're not really experiments. They're not testing anything. They're just demonstrations of simple things that we can grasp with our our senses. And basically, these were all invented as like Sunday afternoon projects with my kids, some of whom, Baruch Hashem, are here with me right now in the room today. And this is yeah, yeah, hi. And we developed these as activities for studying the most abstract and abstruse and spiritual concepts in Judaism. Uh, We came up with ways of making it empirical for ourselves. And really... It's based on the parables and the metaphors of Kabbalah and Chassidus. I'll teach you one word, one Hebrew word. And I'll even give you the Ashkenazic, Chassidic pronunciation of it. Mushel. Can everyone say that word? Mushel. Sounds good. It rolls off the tongue. Mushel. A mushel is a metaphor, a parable. And uh, it's used to make an abstract concept relatable to our concrete senses. Take the abstract, we make it concrete. Sometimes Kabbalistic concepts are so abstract that we don't, you know, we might be able to talk about them but we don't really relate to them on an emotional level. They certainly don't inform our day-to-day choices, but these abstract concepts, these spiritual truths, are supposed to be brought out in our lives because as above, so below, as below, so above. So these archetypes really are supposed to inform our day-to-day lives. We can't just allow the abstract to remain. Abstract has to be brought into the concrete. You know about the rabbi, by the way, who he spent three years on a building campaign, and finally they put up the building, and there was the ribbon-cutting ceremony on the last day. The last touch that happened was the construction company came in, and they paved the parking lot, perfectly paved, pristine parking lot, and a minute before the mayor showed up for the ribbon-cutting ceremony, two little boys came out from Hebrew school, and they were playing tag, and they ran through the wet cement, and they tracked it up, and the rabbi saw it, he lost his head because he'd been working three years on this project, and he started screaming at the boys. And one of the boys' fathers was pulling up for carpool. He said, Rabbi, didn't you tell us that he who becomes angry, it is as if he had worshipped idols? And the rabbi said, yes, but that was in the abstract. This is in the concrete. (laughs) Okay, so one of the uh, mashalim, one mashal. Metaphor that we use a lot is the mushel of oil, light. We use light as the mushel for creative energy in the universe. And uh, it also helps us to understand a little bit about that oneness and that multiplicity and the relationship between them. So let me just move over here. I'm going to move slowly so Chris can follow me. All right. So, oh, that's great. Oh, and you bring down the lights. That's helpful. That's, <laughs> that's really good. Okay, nobody move. Don't move. Okay, all right. All right, here we go. All right, attention Kmart shoppers, there's a blue light special on aisle two. Okay, fine. All right, all right. You can bring up, maybe bring up the stage light so it's not completely dark, so that you can see me a little bit. Yeah, that's good, okay. All right, by the way, how do you spell M-O-P? I mean, how do you spell mop? I give it a, don't worry, I didn't kill the joke yet. How do you spell mop? How do you spell pop? How do you spell cop? And uh, what do you do at a green light? Oh, you guys are too good for me. I couldn't trick you. What? That's my blue again. Kmart special. Okay, fine. And here's my green light. Okay, fine. And um, uh, here's my red light. Okay. Now. Oh, you can bring up the lights a little. And actually, leave them. Leave the lights be. But let, let let me show you something. Okay. So really, what we are dealing with here, these are gels. That's what they call them, the biz, right, Chris? They call them. Yeah. These are gels. And um, so I just have one white light. I won't. I won't blind you. I won't turn it on the audience. Do you have any idea how fast you were going? Okay. <laughs> You've been having some drinks tonight, haven't you? You coming from Jewish National Retreat? I bet you are, okay. All right. So I have these gels and they create the different colors of light, but really there's not different, there's there's not different lights. There's one light and it is shining through the different gels. So sort of, yeah, you know, just one light. So sort of like my, let's move back over here. So sort of like my colored jars, right? There's all one colorless water, but just the different color jars, and I have the different color gels. And we can bring up the lights a little bit. And uh, that's really a metaphor for life, is that the same energy that's in the tree, that's in the cloud, that's in the car, that's in the person... It's one energy. And by the way, this is something that today is not so spooky and superstitious for somebody to believe in. Maybe a hundred years ago, you had to really have faith. But today, when we know that all matter is made from the same stuff, and that stuff is all just vibrations of energy, and we know there's one energy, and at least scientists haven't identified it yet, Although, you know, after Einstein came up with the theory of relativity, he spent the rest of his life trying to develop the unified field theory. And this is the big, this is the ultimate ideal quest of every scientist today. Whoever will discover the unifying theory of everything will be considered the greatest genius who ever lived. Greater than Newton, greater than Einstein, greater than Hawking. Whoever can explain how really there's just oneness, there's just one will be considered the greatest genius who ever lived. I'll tell you a story about a little boy. There was once a little boy um, who grew up in the Middle East. Grew up in Iraq. Well, now it's called Iraq. And everyone around him had weird ideas about the world. And they saw many different powers in the universe. And that, that disturbed him because he was trying to figure out which is the ultimate power. And this little boy, he watched. As the sun, the mighty sun, the powerful sun which provides so much light and warmth and makes everything grow, he watched the sun set and the moon rise. And he, he said, you know, maybe the sun isn't all powerful if it gives way to to the moon. And then he watched the moon go down, and the sun come up. And he kept on thinking and he kept on trying to solve this riddle, and then he realized that every power that he sees in the world around him is just a manifestation of the One. And then he made up in his mind from that day on, he would worship the One. And this was our great-great-great-great-grandfather, Abraham, who came up with the unifying theory of everything, that there is One. So who's the greatest genius who ever lived? Okay, let's do like this. I need help from the boys, I don't even remember how to do this properly. we do the balloons? Yeah? Okay, this is really, by the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, not only is this about the fact that in the universe around us there is one, but in this presentation, as far as how many points I'm making, there is one. I'm just making the same point over and over and over again. Why am I doing this? Because this is the key to everything. We wake up in the morning, from the moment our brain starts processing stimuli and our experience, of the phenomenological universe, that means the world around us that we can touch and smell and taste and and hear and see, the sensorial world, keeps on convincing us that there's many. And we said it's not an illusion, there is many, but the many is really the one. The one is not a composite of the many, but the many is all a manifestation of the one. Okay, so we have the colored glasses, we have the different colored gels on the, on the flashlight. We're gonna do one more. Okay, fine, so you need the lights off? All of them off? Okay, fine. Chris, take all the lights down. Okay. And uh, turn off the flashlight. Okay. All right, this is my tuition dollars at work. Send them to Hasidic yeshivas, by the way. This is why, okay? All right, boys, get in here a little bit. Okay, oh, great. Chris is closing the door. We can really, all right. So what we have here, can you pick it up all right? Move, Move in a little bit more, boys. Okay, so let's get all three different colors. So we have, great. What do we have here? Two green balloons, two blue balloons, two red balloons, yeah? All right, fine. And uh, we have glow sticks, by the way, inside the balloons. That's, that's, why, that's how they're being uh, illuminated in the dark. Okay. And, and so we're looking. This is, you know, imagine you got up in the morning and you're looking around you. There's the car. There's the, the tree. There's the person. There's the cloud, right? They're all different. The red, the blue, and the green, the different colors, they represent the multiplicity around you in the world. Okay. Now let's turn up the stage lights. Turn them up. get okay, the stage lights. Okay. And the truth is that right so again it's like the clear glasses and the gels really um, what we've got here is there's a color of uh, well here let's let's actually show everybody this is give me give me yeah this is blue Green and red, okay. Okay. So, this is how we, we, we did that. It's really these are white balloons, and then they have different color um, glow sticks in them. And then the, the colored balloons, maybe let's lower the lights so, again just to get the effect here, giving Chris a workout. Okay. So, if you pick this up, we have the different colored glow sticks for the white balloons, and then we have the clear color glow stick for the colored balloons. So let me ask you, the world around you, is the world like choice A is, colored balloons with clear, with a clear glow stick, or is the world like white balloons with different color glow sticks. A or B? It's the first one or the second one? It's like A. Let's pull up the slides. A little meditation. We're standing at the edge of the seashore and we are looking out at thousands and thousands of tiny little lights. And, uh, you know, just, just try to zero in on one of those lights, and, you know, observe how that light is in its own spot, it's in its own place, and how it's different from another light that's in, a, in another spot or another place, you know, pick, pick your light, focus in on it, right? And, and you get got all, all these different lights, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of them. Okay, But of course, of course we know that there's just one sun in the sky being reflected off the agitated surface of the water. There are not thousands of little lights. There's one great light. That's another way of looking at the universe around us sort of this agitated surface that is reflecting separate points of light, but the source is all one. Give you another little meditation. Girls, can you follow this? Yeah, you can follow it? Okay, so I just want to make sure. How old are you, eight? You're six? Okay, they follow it. Just to make sure, okay, all right. All right, so let's do this. Boys, you remember when I took you to Grand Central Station? Yeah? This is Grand Central Station. I think this is in the 1930s. This is an iconic American photograph. Uh, this phenomenon does not occur anymore because, you want to guess? Because real estate in Manhattan is uh, expensive, so they build up. So this doesn't happen any- anymore. But at the time it did. Look at these shafts of light. This is really stunning. and. Uh, Again, try to zero in on a specific shaft of light. And, and think about it, its warmth and its, its light, its location, its shape. Here, let's do the uh, all-natural version of the same phenomenon, okay? Oh, so peaceful, look at this. You're sitting in a peaceful forest and rays of sunlight. Are shining upon the forest bed. Look at that. You see all these different rays of light? Look at that. Pick a ray of light to look at. You could give it a name. I call mine Ray. Ray. Good. (laughs) Great minds think alike. Weird minds also think alike, so You see these different rays of light, yeah, different rays of sunlight. And and each one has an identity, you know, each one's in a different spot. Each one makes a little bit different pattern there on the on the forest bed. Each one is it's in its in its own place, its own warmth, its own light. You could you could number them even. You can name them. You could but you see all these different rays of light. I don't, I don't know, in this picture you can see maybe, I can, I can see probably about 20 distinct rays of light. If you walk through the forest, take a whole day to walk around the forest, you could probably spot thousands of different sun rays. Yeah? Okay. So now let's imagine this. Let's... let's we have a new uh, spaceship. Uh, Elon Musk... Deve- developed a new uh, personal uh, spaceship, we're pretending. And you can go in the spaceship and you can fly to the sun without being burned and without it taking uh, years. You can go the speed of light and you can be there in eight minutes. All right. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to take a field trip to visit where your sun ray comes from with the understanding that if your sun ray is so bright and sunny and cheery and warm down here on Earth, what? 96 million miles away from the sun. So how much more vibrant your sun ray must be in its source, where it comes from? Imagine this. Think about this. I'm looking at my sun ray, and you could do it however you want. If you're more urban inclined, you could here's your sun ray, Grand Central Station. OK? If you' like nature. Then you could do forest bed, here's your sun ray. But <coughs> pick your sun ray, focus on your sunray. that's your sun ray, okay? And now we're going to go visit our sun ray in its full glory, where we can see it shining in its full intensity. You ready? You take a trip to the sun, and you're going to see your sun ray. Get ready, because if this is what your sunray looks like, 96 million miles from its source, imagine how glorious your sunray must look like up there in its home. And we get to the sun. Hey, where's my sunray? and you know the truth. There are no sunrays in the sun. There's just sun in the sun. The entire phenomenon of sunrays only takes place within the Earth's atmosphere. And even then, when do you really experience a sun ray as something distinct, is when there's something blocking the light, you know, whether it's these windows here at Grand Central Station, or, or it's the, the trees blocking out the sun. So it's funny, you know, the sun ray is the result of sunlight being far from its source, being blocked, being obscured, and then you have a sun ray. But if you go to the actual sun, there's no such thing as a sun ray. Well, this is reality. This is what reality is all about. We look around and like like I said, you know, we see the car, we see the tree, we see the cloud, we see the the person. Those are like different sun rays. The fact that this thing is over there and that thing is over there, you know, in physical space and time, two things can't be in one space and one thing can't be in two spaces. And they can't be there at the same time. So everything's separate, everything's defined by its dimensions, by its location, right? And that's what makes the car separate from the person, separate from the cloud, separate from the tree, right? But it's the it's the different color jars, the different color gels, or the different color balloons. It, that's surely there's reality to that perception, but it's just a perception, and it's only a perception from the perspective here in creation, where there is this concealment, where God does, so to speak, remove His presence, at least. From a subjective point of view, we don't see it. We don't see how he is here. But if we were to see how God is right here and is the essence of everything, you wouldn't see the sun rays. You'd see just sun. You wouldn't see table and car and chair and and tree and bird. You would just see one. So the kids are going around, and they're handing out uh, glow sticks. And don't crack your glow stick just yet. Don't crack it just yet. Okay, let me know when everybody has glow sticks. So they have, everyone has? No? Okay, let's move a little little quicker here, you know. Show business, got to keep the show on the road, got to keep it moving. Okay. All right. how are we doing? Who, Who doesn't have a glow stick? Let me hear, just say I if you don't have a glow stick. Okay, everyone has. All right, great. So let's turn off the stage lights. And Chris, if you can get the whole room. Okay. And everybody, hold up your glow sticks and crack them. Let's see. Well, this got a cool effect here. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at it. You feel like kids again? Isn't this fun? Yeah? And some of you are waving them. I didn't even ask you to wave them, but you're getting into it. That's great. You're shuckling like a Jew when you're daven. You shuckle your glow stick. This is so fun. I see blue. I see green. I see red. So much diversity here. And, and obviously, by the way, I'm just using the blue, the green, and the red as symbols. And uh, you know, in, in, in reality, there's a lot more than blue, green, and red. There's thousands and tens of thousands of different shades of reality that makes up the the diversity of this world. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Let's see if this works. Let's see, I really hope this works. I'm going to turn on a bunch of lights all at once. And what I want you to do is there are going to be blue, blue lights, there's going to be green lights, there's going to be red lights. If you're a blue, and right now for the purposes of this Thought experiment or this meditation, I want you to identify with the color that you're holding, okay? And pretend that that defines everything you've known about your limitations and your qualities and your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, you go through life and you have a certain identity. I'm a blue. I'm a green. I'm a red. That's what I am, okay? So really, all your whatever self-concept you have, for a moment, just project it into that that word red or blue or green. <coughs> and really identify with that as the description of your your identity. Okay, doing it? Okay, great. Now what I want you to do is when I'm going to turn on a bunch of lights in the room, red and blue and green, if you're a red, I want you to find a red light and pick that light to focus on. And I I want you to identify with it because that's also you. And if you're a blue, I want you to find a blue light in the room and pick that blue light, wherever it is, and just focus on that one. that's you, and if you're a green, you're gonna do the same thing. You're gonna find a green light wherever it is in the room. You're gonna focus on that green light, and that's you. Okay. You got different. How are we doing, Chris? Is it good? All right. So there's all types of uh, lights. I mean, there's red and blue and green. They're all a little bit different shape. Certainly, they're all in different places in the room. That's what makes one light different from the other. I mean, most primarily is that they're in different spots. OK? So you see that? Everybody's focusing on, hey, blues. Did you pick a blue? Who are my blue? Where are my blues? Did you pick a blue? Reds. Did you pick a red? Did you pick a green? You're focusing on it? Yeah, you're focusing on it. Okay. So I just want you to focus on that light that's shining on the ceiling or on the wall or whatever it is. And I really want you to think about, right now, your entire experience of life as being separate. Being an existence apart from everything and everyone else. Sometimes we call that terminal uniqueness or lonely in a crowded room. My story is different. You'll never understand me because you're not me. I'm different, If you've ever been an adolescent, that pretty much describes your constant state of consciousness all the time. And then what happens? You grow up and uh, you just basically numb yourself to the fact that you are different and alone and separate and maybe once in a while you'll come to a retreat and learn something spiritual and to be reminded that there is something bigger than you, but how do you become a part of it? How do you make yourself one with it? You know that feeling of always wanting to be a part of and instead feeling apart from? Yeah, you know that feeling. Okay, so have that feeling as you look at the different colors and how they're each one separate in their own place, their own shape, their own size, okay? And then, realize that there's only one light. This is my rainbow disco ball. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? OK. And that is what is creating the phenomenon. So here, here, look, look, look around you now. Reds, look at, look at a red light. Blues, look at a blue light. Greens, look at a green light. And look at it, look at both. Go back and forth, both perspectives. Look at the lights on the walls and on the ceiling. That's the perspective that we go through with our senses. And then look back to the one white light, the one light. That's the perspective that we get from studying the inner dimension of the Torah, specifically, Hasidic teachings, that help us to really concretize that concept of there is one. And you can keep both perspectives at once, look at this. You can see both at the same time. So it's not that all you see is one, one pure white light. No, you can still see the trees and the birds and the cars and the clouds, and you can still go through life like a responsible adult, but, and and you don't think it's an illusion, but at the same time, you don't suffer from the delusion. You realize that all that multiplicity is really just one. Okay, we're gonna bring up the lights. Okay. Everyone still has your have your glow stick? So really, two realities, the multicolor and the clear. Once you realize that we're all one, that I'm made of the same stuff that you're made of and the same stuff that the cosmos is made of, And yet, it's true, there's red, and there's blue, and there's green. And there are men, and there are women, and there are Jews, and there are non-Jews. And these things are real. These identities, they're real, and you have to work within that framework of reality. But at the same time, at the very same time, it's not a contradiction to say, it's all one. It's all one. Okay, so you all graduate to clear glow sticks. Can we give out, do we have the clear glow sticks? And then when you leave this session, everyone's gonna see a bunch of adults walking through the halls, (laughs) all cheerful, swaying with their glow sticks, right? And they're gonna say, what were you just doing? And you say, we were learning the deepest Kabbalah with glow sticks. And uh, okay, so let's hand out the clear glow sticks And maybe we'll, we'll have that cool effect. We'll do well, we'll do. Don't crack them. Just take your clear glow sticks, and then what we'll do is we'll dim the lights, and we'll do one, two, three, and we'll crack the clear glow sticks together, and we'll just meditate on the pure, simple oneness of it all. Yeah. Does everyone have a clear glow stick yet? Coming around. Who doesn't have? All right, sounds like everyone has. OK, so Chris, could you bring down the stage lights? And can you get the shot? One second, everybody. Could you get the shot of the whole room, please? And let's put your colored glow sticks down. Put, put the color down. And let's raise up the clear ones. And then we're going to crack them. One, two, three, crack them. Oh, look at that. And now let's do it together, the clear and the color. Raise them all up, clear and the color, and go back and forth in your mind between the two perspectives, because they're, they're not a contradiction, as we've seen through many demonstrations, not a contradiction. It's, they're both true. Yeah, look at that, there is one, it's all one. The one is the all, the all is the one, no separation. All right, and now get ready because I'm going to count down from 10. We're going to turn on the lights, and you're going to have to go and apply this perspective to real life, okay? We're going to go and apply the glow stick mentality to real life. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. We're coming back down to Earth. 3, 2, 1. All right, let's turn on the lights. And don't be fooled anymore. It's not an illusion, but don't suffer from the delusion. Remember, there is only one. There's just one. It's all one. All right, go enjoy it. All right.